You're listening to the Techpedition Podcast, episode 100. Spider Homebrain. Hello, everyone. My name is Sergio. I'm the host of the Techpedition Podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm hey, Clarence. Hey. <laughs> There's a reason we hammered this stuff out before. <laughs> That's okay. It makes it fun. And uh, I'm James, coming to you from across the border today. You're in Mexico? Oh, my God. Why, why would you be in Mexico? <laughs> no, I'm not with the wet backs. I'm with the frost backs. The, the, wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> isn't it like, like a derogatory term? <laughs> I, I don't know. If you juxta, ju, juxtapose it with, like, frost backs, I, you can almost get away with it. You know, because it's like, oh, it's hot down there and it's cold up here. Okay, I guess that'll work. All right. I'm I'm Hispanic, so we can get away with that. <laughs> oh, so that means you were actually Italian. No, no. <laughs> that mean I can say the <laughs> word on here. It would make <laughs> I, I'd be I would be uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, it's the Technician Podcast. This is episode number 100 or 101, however you want to count it. We'll decide later. 10x. Uh, 10x. That's right. <laughs> Something. <laughs> the lost episode. That's right. Uh, we got some news topics to talk about. We're watching a lot of stuff, which is kind of ironic considering there's nothing new on TV right now. Uh, we're playing some games, and we have some other stuff to talk about. So we're going to talk about a big chunk of Marvel news first. Uh, it came out last week, or was it last week or the week before? I don't know. But the Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, a Spider-Man that we have talked about uh, at length on this very podcast, apparently he's dead now. And he's being replaced by an, an alternate Spider-Man in the Ultimate Universe. Uh, dude's black. Speaking of races, <laughs> black and Hispanic. Yeah, there's a more to it than just that. So... Yeah. So thoughts, huh? Well, I mean, first I just want to say, what's up with all the radical Spider-Man changes over the last like five years? I mean, in the in the main storyline, he he shows his identity, and in the Ultimate series, he's supposedly dead. Do you think it's going to be something they're going to try to reverse, or is he like dead? <laughs> no, he's he he's dead, dead. Um, okay, no spoilers. At least we raised the spoiler alert level. <laughs> <laughs> so no spoilers, but he's dead. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, they, they no. pretty much printed that everywhere. You you can't you can't get around that one. <laughs> yeah. Um. No. P- Peter Parker is dead. Straight up, uh, dead. And the way they did his funeral and everything else was awesomely written. Um. Now, them switching over to this, I'm iffy about. I mean, I've been yeah. a huge Ultimate Spider-Man fan. Uh, it's going to take on the writing because Bendis has been spot on with the writing with the Ultimate Spider-Man series almost since day one. They barely had one issue that's not been really good and just pushed the story along. Um, But me personally, I think it's it's bullshit that they're going this route. I'm automatically thinking, okay, so how are we going to be bringing Peter Parker back? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I I too think that at one, at some point they will bring them back. They will find a way, some 
a magical thing that comic books all do, and he'll be back, you know, in, in your friendly neighborhood. I like no one is ever dead in comic books, ever. So it, we we have to think they're going to bring him back, but I hope they don't. You know, yeah. If Make you know your what? decisions. Actually, I was really no. I actually I want this Peter Parker back because uh, unlike the the original Spider Man going on, there's been so much going on. His his history is so clouded and everything else. With this one, we were following this guy from day one, and it took a year in the comic books to span. Well, ten years over ten years, this comic's been running, and we've just now spanned a year and a half of Peter Parker's life, if that. Not quite a full year and a half, but a, a full a little over a year. The last year and a half of Peter Parker's life. Yeah, but they, they they put so much in, and now I'm just like, well, what are you going to do with the mainstays? How are we going to deal with uh, Aunt May, Mary Jane, Gwen Stacy? Yeah, how are they going to be written in? Also, there was a lot of things that were going on with this Peter Parker in Ultimate Comics that you wanted to see happen. You know, you but wanted him. <laughs> well, you wanted him to actually be shown as what he really was, because one of the things that they always alluded to, and no matter what, is that Spider-Man was like the pivotal hero over yeah. everybody else because of. What it was he represented. It wasn't that no matter what happened, he still stood up for what he was supposed to, for what was right. It didn't matter if everybody hated him, if they loved him. I mean, it was nice if they loved him, but it was always about his struggles because he wasn't rich like uh, Iron Man or Bruce Wayne. He didn't have. I mean, but that, but that's that's type the type of stuff that's been around for Spider Man since we've known him from even the main uh, Spider Man series or whatever. You see what I'm saying? So that's really not that different in, in the Ultimate series. But like one thing I'd really want to know is since you and Sergio have been around, have been following it since it's been going on, like you said, for the past ten years. Are you? Do you feel like you're more emotionally connected to him as opposed to like the main? Uh, Spider-Man character, or I, I I would say definitely, yes. definitely. Oh yeah, like he, uh, as you said, Bendis's writing has been fantastic, and the, I trust those guys. I, I trust that they know what they're doing when they kill Peter Parker. <laughs> well, they they thought they knew what they were doing when they unmasked him. So I, but that wasn't Bendis. That was the other people. True, yeah, yeah. but I mean, sort of the same type of. I mean, but but I mean, to the same point, it's like the same type of um, uh, pivotal event or or you know huge event that's going to change how the book is written. Yeah, yeah, but that that's what the Ultimate series has been. You know, let's let's kill this dude and see what happens. Let's kill these nineteen dudes and see what happens. Hmm. So th- this this is it just being itself, I think. Well, I mean, one one of the things I'm really hoping for is that this is a specific plan. This is something they've been planning for a long time and not just uh, (laughs) uh, jumping on the bandwagon everybody else. It goes like, oh, well, we need to have uh, ethnic diversity. And I I have nothing against that. But if you want ethnic diversity, I want somebody 
new and a new type of superhero role, not somebody taking over someone else that we've already invested in. Because it's this is a really tricky one to do. Like I said, it, it's I'm still going to follow for a bit, and I'm going to see how the writing is. If if the writing isn't what I like, then I'm going to do with this like I've done with uh, the original, you know, the Amazing Spider-Man stuff. I don't even bother trying to follow the storylines anymore. Yeah, I, I gave up on it. This is the only comic I had left that I put any type of effort into trying to read the issues just so I could know what was going on. I mean, isn't this sort of like they did with the whole Ben Riley thing? But in this, this case, instead of Parker being dead, he's, I mean, uh, without his powers, he's dead. Uh, you know, so, and it didn't work then. It, it uh, you know, met a bunch of criticism, so. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, 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 I, I love it. I love the idea of it. I think they chose the right place to do it. Because you, you can't do that in The Amazing Spider-Man. You just can't. Yeah. But in, in the Ultimate Universe, you have you have the freedom to do what you want. Yeah, and like one one cool thing about I mean, just to to speak a little bit about him being black or Hispanic or whatever he is, I mean, like I, I hear you and you and James talking like your big concern like isn't you know it, it pretty much doesn't matter what color he was, but you're more concerned about where they're gonna gonna go with the story from here, seeing as they killed off Peter Parker. So exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's um, how did he get his abilities? And one of the things about I always loved about, especially the Ultimate Spider-Man, was you always had the process of him really trying to think and use his mind, you know, really use his smarts to figure stuff out. You know, so is this guy going to be just as smart? Is he just going to be street smart? It's, I mean, it's going to be a whole new attitude for Spider-Man. Um, I read the issue where he first shows up, and he doesn't have. Yeah, you know, he he doesn't have the quips, and he's just realizing what's going on. Like he doesn't even know what the buzzing in the back of his head is, what his spider sense is. So part of me is just like, okay, now I'm curious as to how he got his abilities. Yeah, that's going to be a big one. Yeah. Hmm. Ah, well, last thing I would say is <laughs> it's more like spider ombre. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, and you were trying to be like, oh, about me saying Frostback. Oh, I'm sorry. That, that was classic right there. Okay. I had the laugh. All right. All right, Clint. You have some USM news. Oh, yeah. I saw this story pop up on TechCrunch, you know, and I was very surprised to see USM's name across the title of the story. But uh, according to TechCrunch, a, a pilot program of a thousand Samsung Galaxy, Galaxy Tab 10.1 devices is going to be launched to a select group of uh, USM students, uh, mainly Honors College, McNair Scholars, Southern Style, and Gulf Coast students at, at um. Yeah, and they're saying that the platform is meant to extend the educational content to students via Blackboard, mobile, whatever that is. Um, yeah, so you know, USM getting some nice, cool tech. Uh, presumably, uh, I, I guess the the school is biting a bullet for the price of these devices. Um, so that's kind of weird. Seeing is they're always saying they don't have any money at USM. But <laughs> oh please, they got money. Yeah, so they may be subsidized. I'm not sure, but kind of cool anyway. Yeah, and now like 
there's no way you can't get away with playing Angry Birds in class. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I would have loved that back in the day. I would have really had trouble in class. Then. <laughs> You'd have never passed. <laughs> I'm playing Angry, Angry Birds in physics class. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't. Uh, I, I don't know if I like this. Like, I, I would love to be one of those students, mm-hmm. but just look outside, looking in. If they aren't getting the money from somewhere else, it looks really bad. Yeah. In in this economy, if they're footing the bill, it looks really bad. Especially since students have to pay for their own books. Yeah. You know. I mean, I could see if they want to put it in, roll it. Uh, quit making students pay. Uh, you know how much money you pay over like a, a year of school? Maybe over a thousand dollars in books. Just buy everybody iPads, including the tuition, and make it easy. But they're not mm-hmm. going to do that. Put the books on the iPads. Thank. I'm you. sorry, Galaxy Tabs. <laughs> yeah, I saw some commercials. Uh, speaking of Galaxy Tabs, I saw a commercial. Some commercials with them. Uh, you know, playing with them and stuff. Man, them things look slick, man. I'm I'm, I'm so sold on Samsung devices, man. I get like, I have the Galaxy S, and that's a sleek phone, but it's kind of buggy. Really? Yeah, like it crashes a lot. Yeah, well, I have the Samsung Focus. I don't know if we could blame it. You know, since Android is open source and, and Windows Phone 7 is kind of just getting off its feet, I don't know if we could blame the device on the bugginess or the, or the you know, software itself. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm comfortable blaming the software, but <laughs> it, it's good enough to... For me to put up with the bugginess. Oh yeah, and uh, my next story is about a project called Infinite Detail. Has it, have any of you guys heard of this project? Uh, yeah, I heard about it a few days ago. Yeah, uh, I have not. Sell me on this project. Yeah, Clarence. well, I don't know about selling, but I'll tell you what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they have a nice little YouTube video. So if you go to YouTube, just type in the Euclidean Project, Infinite Detail. One or the other should bring it up. But um, like a year ago, they they dropped this video showing this technology that was supposed to re- revolutionize gaming. And I, I don't really know how long the video was or whatever, but they like didn't say anything else they like dropped off the face of the you know no pub no publicity anything you couldn't even contact the company so i guess they just did that was like a a preview or whatever or primer so now they've come out again with a second video uh showcasing the technology and i'm probably going to get this wrong because it's, it's it's a new technology called i think it's point map detail that that I could be wrong on that, so viewers, listeners out there, don't don't uh, flag flag give me any flag for that. But please give him flag for that. <laughs> but basically, the, the how this technology should work or is supposed to work is that now any object in a 3D game is uses polygons, mm-hmm. and there's a limit to the amount of polygons that uh, that you can have on screen, which is limited by uh, your hardware. Um, so what this this point map detail or infinite detail is supposed to do is instead of building objects like polygons, you build it more like an an atom or more like uh, think of it more natural, uh, more natural building blocks than just like a, a skin character. Now is just basically uh, a polygon model with shaders on top, but think of it as just a bunch of atoms pushed together. 
sort of like Clay-Doh or something. That's probably a bad example. So, so like, if we take atoms and just think of those as little pieces of sand. Sand. Gr- perfect. Grains sand. of sand. Grains of sand. And they're using this point mapping to mold these grains of sand together to make objects. And if you look at the video on YouTube, they, like, show a real pulled back view of this very basic, like, Egyptian look of world that they created. And they're able to go all the way in to the world and, like, look at, actually, you can physically look at a, a grain, well, not physically, but you can look at a grain of sand in the world. It, it'll actually, it actually has that much detail. Hmm. Wow. So, so is it put together like a JPEG? Uh, they, or a, they, like a, like a bitmap or something? Well, it's using point maps, whatever it is. And the thing is, they haven't given a whole bunch of detail about the technology now. But uh, when they started talking about, it, I think last year, like a lot of people were saying that um, that it would be too hard to to convert to this technology versus what the tools. Every every tool that we're using now is based around polygons. So I mean, it would have to be like an industry wide shift to move to this new technology. Um, and like another thing they showed, um, they'll be able to like scan images in, uh, sort of like, um, what is it? Connect where connect can scan stuff. What's, what's, what's supposed to, well, this is a bad example, but, but, but connect was supposed to been able to like scan stuff into the 3d world. Like this does the same thing, but instead of just taking like making like a polygon model of it, it makes like a, the point map model of it. And like, I, I really can't explain this. I, <laughs> I know I'm a horrible <laughs> job. But go look at the video. It's on YouTube. I'll let you decide for yourself. We'll put the link into the story from Kotaku, which took them to task about, um, about their technology. Because like I said, there's not a whole lot known about it. And they pretty much put out a video touting about how great it is and how it's going to revolutionize the industry. And like people are like, what in the world is this? I mean, nobody really knew what was going on. It's an Australian company, and uh, we'll see over the next year, hopefully, if this is actually uh, going to be revolutionary or not. Yeah, like I, I see how it can be important, but it looks like it's a step backwards. Like, it, the reason you do poly- polygons and, and shaders and whatnot is because that's what the hardware can do. But once you start rendering all this tiny little bitty details in say real time i can see it needing a really strong hardware platform to work yeah well according to them they it's, it's not gonna take a hit on our where you can do it on current generation hardware that's what they're saying hmm. well here's like on, on live i'll believe it when i see it yep okay here's like a yeah. let, let me just read this one little paragraph from the, uh the kotaku article uh, the present polygon system has quite a few problems, but it's not in, ter- not in terms of graphic. Polygons are not really scalable between platforms. If you were to make a character on one platform, PS3, you can't put them on Nintendo. You have to, uh, because it, use, it uses too many polygons. So I have to completely rebuild him. Imagine you were, able, you were doing a polygon game. Say you were doing a 2D game. If I drew a 2D character on a PlayStation, he he's just a bit mad bitmap image he can easily be rescaled uh, you can easily do that in ms paint so i guess what he's trying to say with this technology not only will it look better you will be able to easily scale it between different systems because 
it's not really based on a polygon scale, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I can see this being really good for PC games. <laughs> because we, by that logic, any PC can play games. True, 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 true. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if it's going to be the miracle technology they're claiming it to be. Hopefully they release more t- details so I can sound more intelligent when I talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, here's something you don't have to sound intelligent to talk about. Superman. You can't, you can't sing any more of that or we have to pay. <laughs> uh, Henry Cavill. Cavill? I don't know how to pronounce that. Cavill. Some white dude who's um, playing some, Superman. Some British guy. He's British? Oh, do we, we had his argument last week? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. No, no. We were talking about Harry Potter last time. Yeah, I think he's British though. He was in he was in Tudors, uh, the HBO you, show. You can't have a British Superman. Ah, now, now I'm kind of disappointed. But either way, first images of him as Superman in the upcoming movie, The Man of Steel, have uh, have or the first image has emerged. What do you guys think? My biggest thing is I'm not feeling the hair at all. <laughs> the hair- Actually, for, from from what I've seen on forums, that's the biggest thing people are upset about is the fact that he does not have the curl. Yes, he that's does. Like, well, other pictures yeah. have... It's not, not slipped back, man. It's like... Not in that picture, but... I, like- I've seen other pictures of him on set where he's, he, he has the curl. Okay. Yeah, where are those pictures? I want to see them. <laughs> I will find them. Yeah. Also, I gotta tell you, he looks too brutish in the face. Yeah, he, he in does. This picture. Yeah, like, he looks like brute, not not the all American strong. He looks like a brute. Yeah, I think this is probably just a bad picture of him because he doesn't look like this in any other pictures I've seen. When I saw this, I'm like, what is that actually him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really look like Superman in that picture. Not at all. There's you a picture of Superman with his curl. Gotta have a curl, man. Well, he's not dressed as Superman, but he's obviously Clark Clark Kent in that picture. Well, Clark Kent's not supposed to have the curl. Clark Kent's supposed to have the slick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about this. What the hell are they doing? <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's it's again as I said before. I trust the people making this movie, but I, I I also trusted Brian Singer. Uh, yeah, Superman is not supposed to have big hair. I'm sorry, this is not the '80s. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, in that picture, he just looks like a dork. Well, I mean, Clark really. is supposed to look like a dork, but still. And if he's Clark, no, this this looks like a dude that this looks like a dorky attempt at. David Beckham with hair. Where, where are the glasses? Where are the glasses if he's Clark right here? I, I don't know. Pictures out of context. <laughs> but obviously they know about the curl thing. You hear yeah, this? Well, I, it's looking like they got in the wrong place. <laughs> you hear that, Zack Snyder? We're going to uh, freaking pull this movie apart day by day. That, that's image right. Leak by image leak. <laughs> <laughs> you, you better start digitally adding curls into each one of your shots. <laughs> 
in post. <laughs> Digital curl. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 2011, uh, where we put digital curls in post production. Wh- what about uh, what about his alligator skin costume? You know, I really don't have a problem with the costume. I, I like the costume actually. It looks more natural. I I I, I kind of put it along the lines of that Spider Man costume from Amazing Spider Man reboot. Although I really don't like it, it looks more like something somebody can make instead of just you know. Yeah. Cause it was like you, that's pra- like you can probably find the materials to make this costume, you know, in the store or something. You know, it might not look that good, but yeah, know. like it's it, it it's not as I don't want to use the word gay. <laughs> yeah, but but you know it's it's not as brightly colored as as he's been in the past, which is kind of a relief. Yeah, it seems like they probably be are trying to probably take the more practical approach like they did in, in Batman Begins with this one. I hope. Yeah. I don't know if I like the name The Man of Steel. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It could work. It could work. Because it, 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 it almost plays too much too much on The Dark Knight. You know? Yeah. The, I mean, I just hope it's different. Um like uh, I heard some guys talking about the last movie. Like the last movie would, wasn't bad, but it was just too slow. So I mean, if they could f- just make this a little more faster pace and a little more action, I think it'll be fine. It'll do okay. Uh, speaking of uh, uh, DC movies, have you seen uh, Anne Hathaway as Catwoman? <laughs> have you seen those screen? I, I have seen a picture of Anne Hathaway as uh, Catwoman, and I'm yes. like, no. <laughs> No. Uh, again, out of context, hopefully it's not that bad. I don't know. The picture I saw, it looked like she was stealing his bat pod. So I was just like, ha-ha. <laughs> well, I mean, she she has the classic Catwoman look. It's it's not the Michelle Pfeiffer look that we're all like, oh, my God. She has that much more classic, original Catwoman look. Original you know, she, has, she has an actual costume that looks like it's material that was professionally made yeah for what she does she's got the high-tech goggles on her hair's loose it's not the Halle Berry which yeah is thank good. God <laughs> yeah I, like I'm, I'm really trying to dodge pre-production pictures on a lot of movies because if you look at the pre-production pictures to Captain America and compare that to what is actually in the movie Captain America it's like two different things because anything out of context just looks really stupid. Yeah, Red, Red School, a lot of context looks ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even even him being chased by, like, dudes on motorcycles looks ridiculous when it's a still photograph taken by an extra. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I will reserve my judgment on a lot of these pictures, but I don't know, it's... I like the idea of of her being Catwoman. I just haven't they haven't proven it yet to me. Mm. Yeah, we just have to see how she does with it. Yeah, I think she'll do fine. She she's definitely an interesting choice, physically wise, just because aesthetically the way she looks, she's not what you would think of when you think Catwoman for what they've had so much in the past, because. In the past, like in the original Batman TV show that came on, they had three different cat women, but each one of them had kind of the cat slit eyes. You, you know what I'm talking about, the the shape of the eyes? 
Wait, is that racist? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, oh man. What do you mean the the last Catwoman on the show was black? I don't. I don't get like what? No, no. You, uh, Are you saying the like, shape of the, the eyes? Makeup or? Well, no, the, the makeup enhances, but like with the shape of the eyes, has that more feline look to it, to them. Hmm. I'll, I'll have to do some research. I didn't. Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> like, okay, but, 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 like, I when I think Catwoman and current actresses who should play Catwoman, I think she's like she's a great, great pick. Because I can't think of anybody else who would who would be just as good or better. Yeah, I'm especially with the. Probably popularity because she's kind of up there as far as popular female actors right now. Yeah, that are tall and slender. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's supposed to be the same age as Batman, so if you took it in that context, it I would see. Uh, I actually, well, oh no, might would be thinking Underworld with Kate Beckinsale. Too short. Catwoman is not a big. She she's not really that tall. She's about four inches shorter than Batman. Is what she's supposed to be. Mm. Let's see. K. Beckinsale's about forty. Is she really that old? Wow. Thirty-eight. Yeah. Oh, or uh, Runa Mitra. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Anne Hathaway's been cast, so. So yeah, had, it's like it's not like we're gonna change it now. So we have so we have some THQ news going on here. Uh, everything is going wrong for THQ this year. Hasn't it always been going wrong for THQ in the past five years? Well, I don't know. They've had some some hits in the past. Like, like what, wrestling had, games. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. They, like usually their wrestling games are pretty big. They they have the UFC was pretty pretty big. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And and in the past, Red Faction has been really big for them. It's it's just this year. Homefront, Red Faction Armageddon, MX versus ATV, all three of them just bombed. Yeah, and especially the the the, the hype that was built around Homefront. This was supposed to been uh, something special when it really didn't pan out that way. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what's odd is I've actually talked with some people that have played this, and they said that the story and gameplay wise, it was really really good. Like it was solid gameplay. Solid storyline. They really enjoyed it. So I was actually kind of surprised, but maybe it's just the timing and uh, yeah. the story. Well, there, there's good, and then there's good versus who you're competing with. Uh, like like the Medal Medal of Honor reboot had that same thing. Like it, it's not a bad game, but when you look at it next to Call of Duty, it's garbage. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, you've got a lot of people that are getting away from Call of Duty because they're getting tired of that gameplay style, and they're switching to different stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I mean, I, I just think for some game, some of these games that come out that are in the same vein as something like Call of Duty, they have to do something more to differentiate themselves. Maybe coming out ten dollars less or something. <laughs> I know that they don't want to do that, but okay, 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 go with me here. Go, go with me here. 
if you walk into a lot on a lot a car lot, it's all Lamborghini for the same price as a Honda. Which one are you gonna pick? I mean, it's it's as simple as that. A game's prices should be based on the the it. Okay, they presumed this was gonna be a triple A game title or whatever, but if 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 you think that it's not gonna be on that on par with it or it's not gonna sell as much, you have to do something else to counteract that. Yeah, I can see that. Like, I, I, that that mindset works. The problem is, is Sony and Microsoft don't want it. Why wouldn't they no. want it? I mean, because it's just like when, a, it's just like on iOS, all games aren't created equal. The cheap, crappy games are ninety nine cents, and everything else is like a dollar ninety nine or two ninety nine. I mean, you have to have well, that same mindset uh, if you really want to sell push titles, man. Yeah, but you know Microsoft and Sony aren't going to want to compromise their relationship with, say, Activision because THQ wants to sell their game for 40 bucks instead of 60 I mean, why would it be Microsoft making that final decision? They shouldn't have anything to do with it. Well, they have to pay the publishing rights. They're the ones who dictate what regular price is for a video game. No, I, I'm pretty sure you can sell it for whatever you want to. <laughs> you just no, have you, no, 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 it's, it's, no, it's you, determined by the platform holder. Are you, yeah. are you sure? <laughs> yeah, that's why Wii games are fifty bucks. Dude, talk about this on the next uh, rarely breached if that's true. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. Wow. Because I know some games do come out at like four nine forty nine ninety nine and stuff like that. Sometimes every game can't be sixty bucks when they come out because all games aren't created equal. I'm sorry. That, there are some exceptions, but if you're selling an apple and then someone else walks up with an apple, they're both going to sell for the same price if they're on the same platform. Now, if somebody walks up with a tangerine, they're like, well, this tangerine's kind of crappy compared to your apple, so... And to my point, a rotten apple shouldn't be, cost the same thing as a good apple. <laughs> well, give it give it a month on, on the market and it won't. <laughs> either, either... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Look at the 3DS. <laughs> oh, they need to be shot in the foot for this. Man, their pricing is horrible. <laughs> uh, but back to what I was saying. <laughs> My bad. Uh, in, in, in the past month, THQ, or not month, the past year, uh, because of, not because of, but including those three games, they've also closed a buttload of s- studios. They've decided they're going to completely abandon projects. Uh, they're not going to make any Red Faction games for the foreseeable future, which I think is a terrible idea. Uh, they've decided to scale back the number of games that they're making that are, uh, that are uh, what are they, movie-based titles or you know third-party license titles. They're not going to make any more MX versus ATV games because apparently they don't sell anymore. Basically, they're just going to make you, you draw. And that's it. Wow. They need to just focus on uh, fighting wrestling games. They need to sell off Red Faction to Activision so Bungie can make a nice game with that. And, I don't know, just simplify. Yeah, yeah, because if Saints Row bombs, they're kind of (laughs) screwed. Wow. And and I don't don't know if it's – they may just need to – funnel money into the making good games department. <laughs> I think mean, every company has one of those. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know if it's because you know of the, the economy. People go to the store, they see AAA games, and they buy AAA games, and then they just look over these 
you know, double A, single A titles completely. That may be what's happening here. But now the question is, is are they looking at the name or are they looking at the game itself? Because like uh, World of War came out and everybody bought it up like it was a triple A, but after everybody played it and everything else, it was more like a A or double A. People passed over Dead Space for a long time, and then the word of mouth got out because everybody figured that was just like an A or a B plus. But then they realized that's a triple A because it took it four or five months after it was out, and it started to pick up steam and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wh- whenever you 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 release a new IP like that, you have to assume the first one is going to kind of bomb, which is surprising that they're treating Homefront as they are because it did okay considering it was a new IP. It just kind of sucked. <laughs> According to the critics. And the whole, the whole pickup steam thing rarely happens. Yeah, yeah. Like if you look at like Dead Space and Mirror's Edge were both released the same year by the same publisher. And one of them eventually turned into, you know, a classic, the other one turned into kind of a joke. Mm. So, I don't want to get too rebree in here, so let's move on. Uh, James, well, Metroid. Yes, well, one thing about this year is that uh, Wednesday, yesterday, or Tuesday, one of the two, this week marks the 25th anniversary of Metroid. 25 years of Metroid. I don't know why I was waiting for Carrie to pop up with one of his uh, sound port things right there. <laughs> there we go. Well, in celebration of 25 years of Metroid, since Nintendo chose not to do anything, a whole lot of Metroid fans got together, and a lot of them musically inclined. And have done a two-disc set of a lot, well, actually, probably at least a good 75% of the Metro music over the years, uh, remasters and remakes to them. Uh, a huge amount of artists, uh, some of them I've heard of, some of them I haven't. Uh, and they range from everything from simple, slightly tweaked instrumentals to... Techno to tribal to straight up metal. Like it's across the board. And it's put up for free. Yeah, I don't think they would have a, have a choice. They'd have to do it for free or get their ass sued. Well, either way, it's there. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that's that's kind of awesome. Like if, if Nintendo can lets this happen. That that's that's good on them for for not stepping in and being you know cease and desist because this is really cool. Yeah, and uh, I downloaded it and I've listened through it and uh, some of the selections, eh, because you know most of the time Metro music's awesome, but not always. But overall, it's if you like. Your video game music, and if you like uh, listening to remakes or something like that of them, like giving people their own chance on their own take on it, this is a great thing to get. And especially the fact that you know it's free, 
it's iconic music that we all know and love because you know it's kind of hard to be a real video game player and not have played Metroid at some point and run through one. I have it. <laughs> well, I didn't say it was impossible, and I did. I said it was hard. You've won a prize. Well, you're you're, you're missing out. I've, I've I've briefly played it, but I haven't actually on the on the Metro game long enough to actually play all the way through it. So yeah, yeah, and and it, it does suck that Nintendo's kind of given Metroid the shaft this year by not celebrating the 25th. But when it's the same year as Zelda. There, you really can't. Like Zelda's so much bigger of a franchise. Yeah, but they were all about some Mario a while back. But but and Mario is way bigger than Metroid. Really? Way, oh yeah. Like Metroid games have done well, but they haven't been like huge forty, fifty million you know copies sellers like Nintendo and and or, or Mario and Zelda. I thought Metroid Prime was. I thought that was one of the biggest, uh, had one of the bigger uh, launch sales for the GameCube well, overall. Well, yeah, it, it, it did well, but again, it didn't do as well as, say, Luigi's Mansion. It just wasn't traded in as fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh. and, and that's not a knock, you know, against Metroid Prime. Like, I, I love all of those games it's it's just it doesn't have the the wide appeal that those other two titles do well that sucks cuz it would be nice to see some new metroid games and to see something with a storyline after fusion cuz fusion came out what, almost 10 years ago now uh yeah, has it been that long yeah i guess it has no no it hasn't when did the game came out? Come out. Cube came out in two thousand one. Is when the game one. came out. And Metroid Prime came out in two thousand two. So yeah, almost ten years. Because uh, Fusion came out in two thousand two thousand one on the Game Boy Advance. Yep. And it had the plug-in stuff for Metroid Prime, so that way you could get the Fusion suit while playing through Prime. Yeah, yeah, and that that was what. That, and that's only Metroid Four. That's funny. Like, in the grand scheme of things, they've gotten four. Yeah. <laughs> Metroid 4. Uh, that would be, wouldn't it be awesome if, like, for the Wii U, they just said, this is Metroid 5. <laughs> yeah, because other end takes place, what, like, uh, just before Super Metroid, was it? Or it, after it, 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 it takes takes place right after Super Metroid. Wait, does it take place after Super Metroid? Metroid 2. Now i got to look this up. It was after Super Metroid. Because that's the one where the baby saves her, right? Yeah, Super Metroid is where the baby saves her. Then yeah, it's right after that. Uh, but let's move on. Speaking of games that people love, Half-Life 2. Uh, as as it, you know, we all know, Valve has yet to actually release the third and final episode of the Half-Life 2 episode trilogy. Uh, and... Apparently, there are some gamers who have gotten a bit fed up. <laughs> uh, they, they've decided they're going to protest. <laughs> wow, really? Outside of Valve headquarters, demanding that they complete Episode 3 of the, the Half-Life you know, 
So, so you... how are they going to protest? With cardboard signs, obviously. <laughs> like it's going to make a difference. Dude, yeah. th- this this reminds me of when uh when they're going to take Star Trek Enterprise off the air and then people start protesting. Like, come on, man. They, they have made up their mind. They're not going to change it. It's, <laughs> eventually it'll happen, but you're not going to make them do it any faster. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Like I, I, I don't think I think they're not going to release episode three. They're just going to do Half Life three. Because at this point, Half Life two episode two came out six years ago, five years ago. It's like it's been a really long time. Yeah. But some of these signs are pretty funny. Like let's see, Canada for the release of Half Life three. Half Life more like whole life. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! See, that's what happens when when gamers have time on their hands. They do that kind of stuff. But that does it for news. Let's move on to what we're watching. Uh, James, I'm gonna let you go first. Can let me go first. Yes. All right. Well, what I have been playing. No, watching, 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 watching. Okay. Ah, we're watching. Sorry. Uh, okay, this is an anime series that came out about a year, year and a half ago. It's called Shikabane Hime, or uh, translated Corpse Princess. Not great. Uh, I can't. Zombie anime? Sort of. Um, but it's not in the way that you think. It's much more on the traditional. Uh, Mythos and legends of uh, Japanese, so it's not it's not taking in the entire uh, zombie craze that's been going on the Western ideology of zombie. Um, and the Japanese version, the Shikibane or uh, reanimated corpse, is much more than just it, it doesn't eat people. It's it, it reanimates due to uh, intense regrets. You know, it's what it is. It's a it's a soul that just hasn't been able to pass on. Uh, oh. So it's it indiscriminately kills people not to eat their brains or because they're hungry, but just because they're pissed. It's living. Like I'm dead and you're not, so I'll make so I kill you. Is what it is. So so these these souls are not the souls of the people that died, but they're souls entering the dead people. No 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 no. It is the souls of the people that have died. It's just they have. Uh, such huge amounts of regrets like uh, in our western ideology of uh, say purgatory you know, uh, like okay. you, you can't like something keeps you clinging to this world so you can't pass on yeah unfinished business yeah I've, I've seen it yeah. before that's, that's what it's like but it's very much uh, it's just nothing but violence so you have um, a sect of uh, monks that use what's known as shikibane hime or corpse princesses and what it is is they have with a certain age range uh, certain women that when they die and they become shikibane if they get to them in a, certain, in a close enough time frame they can turn them into shikibane hime or corpse princesses and what that is it just means that they retain all the humanity they don't go hateful and all that, but they help to kill uh, the regular Shikabani. And if they kill 108, supposedly they earn their way into heaven. 
That's a really arbitrary number. <laughs> wow, The Walking Dead. <laughs> well, actually, 108 has, actually has a lot of significance in, in Japanese culture. Remind me when we get to episode 108. To look that up. To look that up. <laughs> uh, it's of course it's like a lot of the the animes. It's it was made to sell people on the manga. Uh, it's two seasons, so 25 episodes total. Uh, spans a pretty good little bit, and actually has a nice ending to the anime. It's like some of them that just kind of go so far, and it just stops. And he's like, okay, we're done. Read the manga. And he's like, because over here, you know, it's... Uh, well, now it's not so hard, but before, a few years ago, it was hard to be able to get hold of uh, the mangas for specific things to so you could finish the stories, whereas, you know, now we have the internet. Uh, but it's really good. It's well-drawn. It's well-written. Uh, it's well-acted for the voice acting. But then again, past few years, well, the past five, six years, they've been really good about doing much better jobs on the uh, on the voice acting part, on the dubbing. Well, that's cool. Well, let's see. I think I'll go, I'll go next. Uh, I've been watching a couple of just animated shows. One of them I picked up on uh, Netflix. The other one I just kind of went back and watched what I missed last year. But I've been watching Archer and oh, Bob's yeah. Burgers. And these are two very different shows. The, the, they both star the same guy. Really? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, J- H. John Benjamin. Uh, the guy who is actually the host of, or the star of John Benjamin Has a Van on Comedy Central. Does the voice of Archer and the voice of Bob. Hmm. And uh, his voice, he has a very distinct voice, and he's he, 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 very good delivery of most of the lines. But uh, Archer is about this, this secret agent guy who... He's a male chauvinist. They basically, and just the, the show is really, really vulgar, and I think that's why I like it. <laughs> like really, like I, I don't know how they get away with it vulgar. You escape from reality. Yeah, it, it's it's on FX and it airs like after nine. So if 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 you like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Think that plus a lot more dirty sex humor. And it's it, it, like very fast-paced jokes that if you don't get it, you need to move on because they're going to throw more jokes at you. Watch it again if you really want to go back and get that joke. Hmm. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. The first season only had ten episodes. That's how many I watched on uh, Netflix. The second season has already aired. I will probably watch it because uh, it kind of grew on me after the first few episodes. But don't watch it with kids in the room. <laughs> that bad, huh? I, I've been my, my kid's only a year and a half, and I was told specifically, "Yeah, hey, don't watch that when Luke's up. D- don't." <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, on the flip side, Bob's Burgers is it's it's a familiar formula. It's it's a an animated show starring a family, you know, a la you know like Simpsons or Family Guy or American Dad or pretty much any sitcom that you have where you have a mom and a dad and then some kids. And it comes on on Fox on Sundays during their animation block. 
and I, I just historically I've watched pretty much everything they've put in that time slot just because I was interested to you know fill out the entire evening. It's nice to see an animated show on Sunday on Fox that is not made by Seth MacFarlane or the Thank Simpsons you. Guys. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I love Family Guy, I love American Dad, love the Cleveland show, but three's enough. Two's enough, but yeah. three I can deal with. Uh, and I love The Simpsons. Simpsons is still really funny. I love Futurama. Glad glad they brought it back, but it's nice having some fresh blood on TV. And it's not as uh, the, the the comedy is not nearly as in your face as many of the newer uh, cartoon shows on TV, but it's very subtle and very funny. Just just very some of the things that happen are just odd and absurd, and not everyone is going to find it funny, but the people who do find it funny are going to find it really funny because Bob runs a burger burger joint in downtown some city and the characters he meets throughout the town are, are just hilarious. And it got renewed for season two, so I'm excited. Hmm. Interesting. I might have to check this out. Bob's Burgers. <laughs> yes, and, and and it's not as not nearly as vulgar. If like it airs at like seven thirty, so they can't really get away with anything gross. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm just thinking to myself, how can you make a a sitcom out of a burger joint uh, the guy who runs a burger joint well yeah they have like his his three kids are very they're characters mm-hmm. it's it's very character driven all three of them are kind of messed up and his and his wife it could subtly be the funniest thing on that show because she's just so airheaded yet very genuine just Oh, I love you, Bob. You know, like oh, it sounds gosh. like a Midwest Midwest mom. Oh, it's hilarious. Wow. But that's all I'm going to say about some animated stuff. Clarence, you watched some monkeys? Oh yeah, I just got back from watching The Rise of the Planets of the Apes. Whoa, that's a long title. Wait, uh, the planets? The right. Oh gosh. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, okay. Excuse I thought I had missed the, something. I'm sorry. <laughs> excuse me for the typo. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, this movie is basically the uh, origin story of how um, the apes rise. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you have uh, James Franco playing the, um, the, 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 the main character which he really isn't the main character the main character is his uh ape name caesar caesar oh man Only carl carl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah carl will be mad about that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so this this story shows without giving being too spoilerific uh this story just shows about how um, they ran this project that basically uh, leads to them the creation of the apes. And it's kind of funny to me because this reminds me of sort of like uh, Snakes on a Plane. Not the movie, but the title. How the title tells you what the whole movie is about. <laughs> <laughs> so there's really no surprises, but it's just the telling of the story, which which the ride that makes it so good. Um and I think the guy who does the uh, the 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 uh, plays the character of Caesar is that same guy from Gollum on the Lord of the Rings. I forget his name, 
but it was like uh done the same way with the uh the whole 3D um and uh, circus. Yeah, yeah, him. He's the guy who do, who play portrays Caesar and man, honestly, the CG on this movie is so good, dude. You cannot like even <laughs> tell it's it's CG at all. I mean, well, we can, but to the normal eye, they wouldn't be able to know. I mean, of course you're going to know when that he starts talking. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it's it's just a great movie. The What happens is all in the title. You know what's going to happen. You've heard the story a million times, how it's going to go down. But just the portrayal of how it um, comes about is so great. Um, what else can I add without being uh, giving away too much? Um. Well, rather than giving away a story, I just, I just want to talk about how how it's interesting that they chose to to go this direction with it. Because if if you look at Planet of the Apes as a franchise, how it started and, and where it came from, like it wasn't about apes coming to power. Like the the original Planet of the Apes was it was an hour and a half of what is going on, and then the reveal, the very last 10 seconds of the movie, and that's what punched everybody in the face, was that last scene. You did it! Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You finally realize, oh man, we we screwed this up? You know, it's it's basically a big hippie movie. Yeah, and it's like, um, they really, really, really humanize the apes in this movie. I mean, you become emotionally attached to them. Um, sort of like, I, I guess, I don't know if the original movie was meant to like be a metaphor for something greater, but like this one is sort of a metaphor. But I don't know if it's like more about how we treat animals or how we treat people in some instances. Because, you know, at one point they have Caesar caged up and the guy who actually... What's the dude name? He's on uh, he's on Harry Potter. Um, the guy Malfoy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's on there, and he actually is like treating treating Caesar real, real bad. You know, he's just like you know, if you're in a prison, he'd be like the bad prison guard that you wouldn't want to have anything to do with. And you know, it, it like really, really humanizes um the the apes in this movie and it's just great you have a couple of the cheesy lines going on there that come from the other movie they throw in at you if you if you don't know what they are you know they just seem like you throw away lines but they, they get a couple one in there like you dirt dirty ape <laughs> <laughs> if, if you know what you're looking for you probably heard the line i think there's like one of the i heard on another podcast one of the 50th 50 most memorized movie lines of all time but there's little tidbits in there for the people who have, who are familiar with the series and overall it's just a good movie. It's a good summer movie that I think anyone would enjoy. Even if you don't know anything about the Lord of uh, the planet of the apes, <laughs> excuse me. I'm thinking of Gollum. If you don't know anything about the planet of the apes, it's just a good summer movie to go in and have a good time with. Yeah. Maybe I can talk my mom into going to see it. Because I, I would really like to see it, and I know she likes Planet of the Apes, so. Maybe. Uh, let's see. Well, that's what we're watching. James, what are you playing? Uh, I am actually playing a fan-made tech demo of a remake to Metroid 2. 
Metroid 2, like the Game Boy game? Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yes. Oh, you you even know what platform it was on? <laughs> it's Game Boy. Yeah. So, okay. But you said Metroid 2, then you instantly said Game Boy. Oh, uh, well, it was only on Game Boy. Yeah, I know yeah. that's what's weird to me. How yeah. do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> well, because a lot of us missed out because the Game Boys, when they first came out, were just too expensive for a lot of us to get. Well, not even, not even that. Like, but, like, Metroid 2 is a chore. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> now, uh, this is being put together by a fellow by the name of Milton in Argentina. Uh, he's been working on this since at least 2008, so a good three years. But he has been going through and painstakingly recreating uh, the entire map and everything of Metroid 2 with the Super Metroid Metro Zero graphics. So this is like one of the cases where the guys go in and they rip all the sprites out of the ROM and build a new game off of it? Uh, a little bit. There's a lot of it he's been doing on his own. Like He's been doing the artwork and the animation because uh, the Metroids, when you have the evolving Metroids, the Omega, the Alpha... Beta Metroids. There was no uh, higher definition sprites of them. Like you didn't, we haven't seen them in anything else really, other than in uh, other M when you see the Queen Metroid pop up. So he's been doing all of this by hand, uh, working on this, and he's got a tech demo up. It's called uh, Metroid Confrontation. That's what I've played, and it's basically. Uh, first time you play through, it's basically about like a 30-minute little run-through, so you get an idea and a feel of how he's doing it, what you think about it. Uh, you do the Cro- uh, version of the Crocmire fight from Super Metroid, Craid uh, and Ridley. Uh, I got to admit, though, the Craid fight was the most laborious one to do, just because it took me a while to figure out the pattern. Um but it's it's got a lot of promise. I'm really hoping to see him pull it out and then uh, see the final version of this before it gets taken down by Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's been working on it for so long, and it's free. He's not looking to make any money out of it. He's but it's a fan. It's been other people who have been done this for free, and they've like gave him takedown notices. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it I, I hate that they're probably going to do that. Because I would love to play Metroid Prime, or not Metroid Prime, just Metroid 2. Because I, I played it on Game Boy, and I was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not do. Give me like a, a map. Give me some sort of save state. Give me something. Yeah, because see, he had, he's edited in all that stuff. There's the map, uh, save stations that save correctly. Uh, I mean, he's 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 put a lot of work into this. So now you know. Hopefully he. He'd get it out before uh, they put it on the cease and desist. Yeah, I mean, something would be cool, which I know Nintendo would probably never do this. Just, like, buy the game from the guy and, like, release it. Just, like, a, as an homage to, like, fans. But sometimes these companies are, like, so backwards that they'll never do anything this cool. Yeah, like, that sounds like something Microsoft would do. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't sound like something Nintendo would do. Like, they could, they could easily just buy 
it wouldn't even cost much because one, they own the game. Two, he's not looking to make a profit in the first place. They just pay him peanuts, put his name on it, and then put it on 3DS. I mean, just, as a, as a download game. Yeah, like even think of the minimum cost. Would it be? It would be just to like give him a small dev team to just finish it up. You know, I mean. Yeah. Mm. Cool idea, though. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it runs smooth. Uh, controls really good. I mean, it's if you've ever been a Metroid fan, it's definitely one of those to check out. Well, cool. Uh, I've been playing Borderland, Borderlands, and I've been playing Borderlands for like three months. Wow. And this damn game will not end. And <laughs> it's, it's ended like three times. I, 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 I don't know what it is about me. I can't stop playing this stupid game. It's not that good. So you've beaten the game? I've beaten the game, and I've beaten three of the four DLC packs. Oh, you got a DLC uh, thing going. <laughs> like, like here's what happened. I bought Borderlands for like 15 bucks at GameStop, and I, you know, I played through all of it. I'm like, it's pretty good, you know. It's 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 got a lot of problems. It's kind of glitchy. Uh, I have quests that I can't complete because stuff is broke, but it looks really good and it plays well. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you this: Did you keep playing because you didn't want it to end, or you just uh, the achievement whore inside of you is pushing you on? I I think it, it it's the achievement whore thing because I I, I finished the game. And my achievement total, or my trophy total, was 47%. With a large chunk of the ones I did not have being DLC. And of course, I, I, I gotta get past the 50% mark. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's a strange thing that I've installed in my brain to ex- expect from myself. But I decided I'm just gonna pick up one of the download packs play through it, knock out enough trophies to bump me over 50%, and then I'll put this in the closet and not play it again. Well, before that could happen, I went to Target. And Target had the Game of the Year edition of the game for 20 bucks. Oh, man. So this is like $35 you don't spend those. <laughs> I bought it again, used the four download codes that came in it, and sold my regular copy of Borderlands on Half.com for 10 bucks. So I just got all four of the download packs for $10. Hmm. Now I'm churning through all of those. Even though the game's not great. <laughs> yeah, it's been rumbles about the second one uh, in the past few weeks. Yeah, it's actually the second one's been announced. Hmm. And uh, don't get me wrong, it, it's not a bad game. It just, I don't do this to games. <laughs> You know, it's 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 very very much a. Let me just finish one more quest. Let, let me let me just do one more. It's just one more. It's only three in the morning. There's no reason I can't do one more. Yeah, man, I'm gonna say it's been different if it just like captured you and reels you in. Cause like uh for Mass Effect Two, man, I just like played through that game and couldn't put it down. I was sad when it was over and like downloaded all the DLC I could and just kept playing. So. Your, your your scenario is a little bit different, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I will kind of celebrate when I'm finally out of stuff to do. <laughs> oh man! But that does say a lot about you know the content. There's a lot of stuff to do, which is a good thing. And I'm still about 20 levels away from the level cap, so 
there's also a very active online community. But that does it for what we're playing. Uh, deals of the week, Clarence. Uh, do I have a deal of the week? Oh yeah, I do. you do have a deal of the week. Yeah, actually, I hope this is still valid. But I had a, ha, have a geek deal of the week, which involves the Star Wars trilogies, uh, the old school movies, which you all know and love, uh, in Blu-ray form. Were originally sixty nine ninety nine on Amazon, but now both can be had for a mere price of thirty nine ninety nine. Just just thirty bucks off the retail price. <laughs> Now, I don't know if you're going to shell out that much for the same movies you've probably seen hundreds of times, but I know there's a hard fan out there who's going to want to pick this up regardless. I I hate to say that I want these. Blu-ray goodness, man. Yeah. (laughs) The original? Well, the thing is, the originals aren't the originals. They're the remakes. No, I mean, like, the originals. Am I the... I got. Am I the only one who would rather see the remake originals than the original originals? You might be. You know what? The only thing I'd want changed out of the remake originals is to take out the Guido shooting first. That's it. Cause, cause I, I, I like the flashy uh, CG in the new ones, man. I'm sorry. I'm just like a visualization person, and uh, I, I like the flashy CG. Well, man. I, that that stuff doesn't bother me nearly other, as much as the the ch- just the changes. You know, the, the changes are so minute. Him walking over, uh, uh, what is it, Jabba the Hutt? Him shoot Greedo, you know, shooting Greedo first. Well, not shooting Greedo first, but yeah, and 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 they added Hayden Christensen at the end of Return of the Jedi. Oh yeah, that come was, on, that was, that was kind of funny. You know, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I will say that one was unnecessary. That was there's, unnecessary. There's, there's just stuff that they they didn't have to do. They were prepping they for the new movies, man. Come on, don't be a hater. Yeah, uh, but I'll probably end up with these things someday. Yeah, like on another note, I, uh, this show I listened to called Frame Rate. Like someone wrote into them talking about which movies are right first, and and they they like are trying to do this experiment to say if you would see the first three movies before you see well if you see the ones made the newly made trilogy before you saw the old trilogy, which one would you like better, or would it make a difference in which order you watch them in? Yeah, actually, it depends. It depends. Yeah. I I think you would pr- could probably get through it watching the the newer movies first and watch it chronologically, but I don't think it would have the same effect as it does as going back and watching the new ones after you know what happens in the old movies. Right. Because it's I, like I, it, it doesn't have the same meaning, kinda. Yeah, and actually, give me about ten years. Or I guess five or six years, and we'll find out. Cause oh, you gonna do the experiment? <laughs> why not? Why not? <laughs> no, mate, no, don't do them like that, man. Let. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really can't say though, cause I mean, it, the part of the draw of watching the first, the, the newly made movies, is that you know that you know Anakin is gonna turn bad. So that kind of what draws you draws you in, you know. So. Yeah, and and watching him in that order also completely spoils the biggest plot twist in the history of film. Oh, at the, at the end of Empire Strikes Back. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yes, it does. <laughs> wow, I never thought about it that way. <laughs> I never thought about. Wow, my mind is blown right now. Ah. <laughs> uh. 
But yeah, oh, right. deal of the week. Yes. And it's sad to say forty dollars is actually a pretty good deal for that. For you know, for each set. Oh yeah. Uh, I just want to to pimp one more little thing before we end the podcast today. I was away from my home computer, and I needed uh, I need some image I needed some images edited, and uh, the the computer I was on did not have the capability of editing anything, other than like using paint, and that just didn't work. You hear that, Carl? It just doesn't work. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh, there's this website that is all about some cloud computing uh, called Plixer, no, Pixlr. Wow. It's P-I-X-L-R dot com. And you go to it, and it opens up just like a standard, like, medium-grade photo editor. Hmm. Uh, you can pull images off your desktop, you can pull images off the Internet, and just do whatever, you know, paint shop style, uh, Photoshop style, <laughs> do all kinds of crazy stuff with it and upload it to where you need to go. And it was extremely handy to me and really got me started thinking about, you know, the inev- inevitability of cloud computing. Because if you think about it, this is a program that people have been using for at this point, nearly decades, you know, just a simple photo editing program that now you don't even have to install anymore. Man, HTML5, goodness, man. Yeah, it just kind of pops up. It's like, hey, use me. I mean, it's just like these people that are using, like, we use Google Docs, you know. Like, the stuff is, is, is you know, moving to the cloud, and it may not be perfect, but it's good enough, you know. Yeah, yeah, and for what you need it for, It'll be definitely good enough, you know, for most people. And uh, I really want to write an article about just just the whole converting your life to to the cloud and you know what what sites you can use to really leverage it. And this one I'm gonna name drop because I really like it. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It looks like it has most of the tools I often use, like when I'm using. I, I, I you know on this show I tout uh, Paint.net a lot, and this is I mean look like it has all the features Paint.net has. And it's in the cloud, which is just awesome. Yeah. Wow. It's kind Pixlr. Of yeah. So look for that link. It'll be in the in the, the show notes. Yeah, definitely check it out. Well, fellas, how does it feel to be 100 episodes in the can? <sighs> Felt like yesterday. <laughs> uh, well, it sucks that, this, that we are our last... 100th episode didn't go as well as planned. It was it was pretty funny. Yeah, it was a good episode too, man. I was like, I was kind of hot that I couldn't get the uh, the the full, at least the MP3 of it, man. So yeah. Oh well, you'll you'll just have to put up with this being our 100th episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think we did okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Many more to come. Welcome to triple digits, fellas. <laughs> Now on to just getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Pixlr? I just pimped you. <laughs> so visit the right. site. Yeah, it's the site. Techvision.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can like us on Facebook. You can watch our YouTube videos. Uh, what else can they do? They can send us... <laughs> Uh, questions. Send us questions. Ask us questions about stuff. Yes. 
Is it our that gives no us more of knowing what you want to know about. Yes. And also subscribe to our RSS feed. We'll fill it up with all kinds of stuff. Yeah, listen to our sister podcast, Reality Breach. Reality Breached episode three coming sh- coming soon. Oh, or they might want to be called our brother podcast since it's a bunch of dudes. <laughs> Again, a bunch of white dudes. I don't know if calling it the brother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the brother cast. Oh man, the bro cast. <laughs> All right, I think that does it, guys. Catch you later. Bye-bye. Spider Umbre. Go south. Very, very quick. 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 Go south. I can't. I can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty. <laughs> <laughs>